0: Welcome to the SWM podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy. Uh, I hit record, and got my own intro. So, but I am joined this week on this edition of the show uh, by the starlet harlot. I've probably got that the wrong way around, but it is Monet himself. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. It's me, Shemone, and... Um... I came to Slay on SWM, baby. <laughs> Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, that is the most fabulous intro that we've had so far from guests. <laughs> most of it, most of the times because I'm I'm usually a lot of people's first podcast interviews now in Scotland, and it's more just a case of deer in the headlights going, I I don't want to swear. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but oh that's that's great. So the first question is always the same. It's it's the boring catch-all question for Scottish wrestling podcast and podcasts in general. how did you get into pro wrestling? What's your first memories? What
1: got you hooked? Um, How I got into pro wrestling? Um, so mostly um, everyone's cliche answer is childhood dream, they grew up with it, blah blah blah. Um, I had a bit of a weird one so I started off watching it very early so I played the games before I'd actually watched it on TV so, I remember the first person I ever played as was China. And this was when um, I can't remember the exact game, but this was like when it was. Um, so, I started then watching TV and um, took a really big interest into Eddie Guerrero at the time. Um, and then, when I was growing up, you go through that phase of like, Believe it or not, um, I'm still a boy. So I like to go out and roll a bit in the mud and um, climb trees and all that. So I kind of phased away from the wrestling side of things. And then I think I came back in about early 2007. Um, Someone had bought me Smackdown vs. 2007 for Christmas as a game. And I played it out of respect for them and actually found out that I really enjoyed it. So one night, um, WWE Raw was on and I tuned back into it and it was a random mix tag. It was Melina and Donnie Nitro versus Mickey James and Super Crazy. Oh uh, <laughs> and I, I apologise, I do love Mickey James, but I was like, God, she's in her 60s. Because it just looked so... <laughs> I love her right But It just looked... She had this hairstyle and it was like kind of like Sandy from Greece. Um but then that's what got me hooked back into it. I just ended up continuing to watch the show. And um, this isn't like around the stage of like where Umaga was like the main event kind of guy and stuff. So um from there that's me back into being a Loyal fan and then um I wanted to get into musical theater. So I had audition for the Royal Conservatoire Um, went to my audition hungover and forgot that I had to learn a monologue. So I googled best monologues and there was a two line monologue by and da- Beanstock. I done my song and then it came to the monologue and I forgot the two lines that I was supposed to uh, speak. So, so Let's just say uh, that I failed, I tried to like put on the fake tears at the end for the um the judges so to speak um and it didn't work at the end. so then i was like what yeah, do i it. do it's summertime there's no jobs going about and i giggled wrestling skills glasgow and the first one that popped up oh what is that a wee local scout in barhead and yep yeah, the following week i was there and that's how i got into wrestling uh, I'm, I'm just
0: Fascinated about, about your first match that you, that came back. You came back to and it was super crazy. <laughs> <Of> all, <laughs> of all but no, that, that Mickey James thing. I don't know. I don't know why. If it's just if it's just her kind of. She's got these like big dimples and that. So I don't know. if She just always looked older than she really was. And uh, I mean, she's no. see her wrestling now though. So she's still just as good. Even yeah, not better. It's ridiculous. Uh, Probably she, better than age. she
1: was. It was like the hairstyle kind of came over like two horns. So it was almost like half a fringe, and I was just like, she's in her 60s, like go on gal. And then I realised she was only about 28 then, so (laughs) yeah. Um, I sincerely apologise.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll tag her in it we might not but we'll, we'll tag it. That'll, that'll be the, if, I can, if I can clip things I'll, I'll be the bit um, saying Mickey James looks 60 uh, and then she'll, <laughs> she'll have to find out why, why and the apology that goes with it so you <laughs> So super crazy, yeah. I forgot about super crazy for for the longest time. Uh, when we did an interview with you, like a couple uh, a couple of years ago, maybe um, Rikishi was a big favorite of yours as well. Was it was it just something about these like just big, larger than life mm-hmm.
2: characters?
1: Hello, can you oh, hear me? Yeah. Yeah, so you're completely froze there. Oh. So um, I heard Rikishi. And oh, then... okay. Of all the
0: things to hear. Uh, so yeah, so I, I was saying that um, we did an interview with you a, a couple of years back and, and you mentioned Rikishi be one of your early favourites. And then you've mentioned Umaga now. So or back 2007. So is there just something about these like big larger than life characters that kind of caught your eye?
1: Yeah, so it's um, a lot of people look at physical aspect of wrestling, so the kill moves and stuff like that. Um, I tend to look at the theatrics of it, so I look at it as if it's like a pantomime. Um, who's standing out from the crowd? Who's doing something unique that's never been done? Whose looks are different from everyone else's and stuff like that? So when people like Rikishi was a big boy, um, so he immediately stood out from the pack. He's rubbing his... Booty and people's faces like right away. If that's not going to make you watch, then what else would like? And especially, come on! If everybody doesn't know, um, I am a gay man, so I'm going to watch this stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. So, so yeah, it's finding those unique characters, and it seems to be yourself was also like carved into this unique character. Um. But speaking about the theatrics thing then, so is that always like, you say you, you enjoy watching that and you obviously did an audition as well, so was that always like your kind of goal was to do something in entertainment or theatre or just, ent- just performing in front of a crowd in general?
1: Um, you could see that, so um, I did want to do musical theatre for a long time because I had this inspiration in my head I was going to be 19 years old living in New York and I was going to be on Broadway and blah 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 and clearly that did not work out because I'm still in Glasgow so um, yeah but um, it was more so I'm not a, I'm a very physical type person so um, wrestling combines the theatrics with the physical physicality and you combine them in the one so it gave me something to put my aggression towards and also be that theatrical person.
0: Uh, so how was that first first couple of days of training then? Uh, was it a bit of a, you said you like to, to run around, climb trees, bowl in the mud. So was this kind of just <laughs> just like, that's a bit sore, but I'll get used to it. Or was it like a reality check as soon as you, you hit the mat? Well, it'll be the mats because it was PBW. So you hit the mats for the
1: first time. How, how was that? Um. To be honest, um, a lot of people after their first day say like, I'm "Not going back. It's too sore and stuff like that." I actually enjoyed the pain because I knew that it was. This is what it's going to be like. So you may as well get used to it now, rather than five years down the line. Like, I'd not do like some people do one day, and then they come back and fight again next year. It's going to be the exact same, regardless. So. You get used to then, and plus, um, the first person that I had kind of taking me through things was Sakeeb. So when you have Sakeeb's face just sitting there at the side of you, you're going to smile regardless of you're taking a back bump or you're falling down face first, you're flitting. um, Because he just is one of these characters, characteristic people that have one liners So, like, I would have just done, like, my first flip bump and I'd be like, is it good? And he, he, like it would take him like a two-minute delay, and he'll be like, that's good. And I'll be like, anything else?" like, <laughs> he's like no, it's like, that's good, bro. And then we would just move on. But um, lucky enough, um when I was first starting out, I was quite an athletic um child. Um, sort of climbing trees and all that came in handy, of course. But um nowadays you ask me to do that, it's definitely not happening. <laughs> my body is just but um the first couple of times and training, hard going at first, but um Sakeeb and D- 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 it was an Echo, um shout out to Echo Bible, um, who really turned me into like a star because a lot of people when they're doing their bumps and that in the first day, that's their they'll be there for several weeks and stuff. I had basically I don't want to twit my own horn, but I basically nailed the bumps and nailed the basics on the first week. Then my second weeks, I was doing head scissors on people like Colvin and stuff. So, yeah, I was thrown in the deep end fast.
0: Absolutely. I mean, especially with the school you're at, like, like I've established in many other interviews, there is just mats, 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 And then you graduate to the ring and that's where you kind of go forward. But um, so to go from, First week of uh, complete bumps. I was, what's next kind of thing. Uh, was there any bit in particular that you were just like, I can't get this? Was there Was there any moment that you had that was just like, no, this isn't for me anymore? Or was that you just, um, just ah, I should have just, nah, I'll, I'll keep going. I know this is going to be a sore, so I'm just going
1: to push on through. Um... So I did have the mentality of, like, people don't understand as much of wrestling is physically challenging, it's mentally challenging because you have such high hopes for yourself and when you're not meeting that goal or you can't do something, you almost defeat yourself and you tell yourself you can't do it. So it's, like, it's emotionally draining. Like, you're ready to give up several times, like, that door's there several times and then um, even, like, when you're trying to balance when you're new in wrestling, you're trying to balance your... um, work life outside of wrestling to training and getting in the ring and shows and stuff like that. Sometimes they can conflict and it almost causes like a crash. So it's ve- it was a challenging year when I first started off. Um, my biggest challenge at first was tech, so a lot of technical stuff. Um, and it was just wee bits that can make it a tiny bit better. But I used to have the fear of um, hurting people. Or being too stiff. Um, I'm not like that anymore, so whoever's in the ring may be ready, but um, yeah, that was probably my hardest point, was trying to be a perfectionist when I didn't have to be.
0: I mean, if you go in and your first week you're, you're moved on to the next kind of stage, there is a party that can go Oh well, I'll be WrestleMania next year. This is going to be fine, <laughs> just easy. Uh, but yeah, it's just find that little things because I mean, know yourself for seeing the the new wrestlers or that, or even some nowadays that have been along a lot longer than the mate you may think that just don't put that intent behind their moves and it just ruins everything because it and then it becomes it it goes from a wrestling match to this is fake fighting when you when you see that there's. Just that snap. It's the whole Triple H and Tough Enough. You just need, a bit, you just need that snap to yeah. make it all better. And I'm saying this as a fat guy who's never wrestled. So, <laughs> you yeah, know, uh, my opinion could be taken with a, with a grain of salt, I suppose, when it comes to it. <laughs> uh, but but uh, there's been many a wrestler that I've reviewed. And uh, I, there was one uh, that's, that I spoke about recently on another podcast that I called him, I said he had, I called him a fish because his hands flapped. Because when he was when he's running, he ran like that with his hands,
1: and I was like, right. "I'm not
0: taking you seriously as a wrestler if I have to keep watching that." Because that's just <laughs> that's just annoying me more than anything else.
1: Are um, you naming people, or <laughs> is this the person I know?
0: Uh, I don't know because he wrestled up in Northeast. So I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> but, okay, but but, uh, but if you want to name someone that I don't mind, I'll just uh, will, <laughs> I'll know. just sit back and go. Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, cause a lot of the, the guys, off, but... a lot of guys at your school came up to, like, rock and wrestle and things like that. So, possibly, I've seen them some
1: point. Yeah. Most um, likely, one of them, two of them, all of them. But... <laughs> okay. uh, so,
0: yeah, yeah, you're going to WrestleMania because you've you've nailed bumps the first week. You're doing head-scissors the second week. Uh, your first match comes up. Did you think you are ready? And what part... Or did you play in, in like creating your character? Was it always part of like your plan? Anyway, was the character already there before you started?
1: Um, so if we're talking first match, um, sort of training match, um, there was no character. Um, it was a random tag match, I think it was. Um, it was like two big guys, me and an trainee called Megan. Um, and I remember that bitch slapped me so hard that time that my ear started ringing, and I literally just gave her like a shoot axe kick. <laughs> I was so annoyed, but um, the character was non-existent at this point. But the weird thing was, is the character was always always non-existent. It came natural that I was like that. So it was just me times 10 that was happening. So like um, when after the, the match, um, my coach at the time was like, uh, did you mean to do that? And I was like, mean to do what? And he was like, you were just acting like very flamboyant and out there and stuff. And I was like, oh, no, not at all. And he was, I was like, I contained it. Like I thought I was doing something wrong. I was like, I can be different. And he was like, no, keep it because it worked for you. And then um, I got pulled to the side and we had a chat about character and saying, would I be up for doing it. At the first, my first instinct, I was like, I need to check in with my family and that because I'm like a mummy's boy and I wasn't even out as like my sexuality and all that to her yet. So I was so scared and protective of hurting her. And then um, once I realised like this could make me stand out from the pack. So I need to take this and grab it with the opportunity that I can. And I took it, I ran with it, adapted it, and I'm still adapting it till this day, but hey, it's got me places. So it's definitely working something.
0: That that was what I was about to ask, if you had come out by this point, uh, because it's a very, I mean, even back in the, in the, and what the nucleus stage of, of your character. Uh it was it was very flamboyant and it was more of a case of it was it was very standoutish because of that. Um but no at this point you weren't you
1: weren't out. It was just Uh-oh. you. Yeah, that is weird. It was like it's almost like a puzzle piece to sell together. Um I didn't even invite my mum to anything to like my debut or nothing like that because I didn't want them to see it, because I didn't want them to be disappointed. And it's an emotional real roller coaster, but um, I always say to myself, I'm like, I'm a different person from what you see when I step through that card.
0: So, at least in your family's mind at that point, you were like, no, that's, that's just who I play. That's just my part, or just my role. And then afterwards, your, your uh, shoot name, that outside of, outside of the ring, between the be- after the bells. Did you find... Did you find, when, so when did you come out, did you find that your character at that point, once you did, just became more you at that point? How, how, how did that work?
2: Um, it was almost as if
1: someone was telling me it was right, like it was meant to be. Because um, people who know me outside of wrestling know that I'm not someone who, um, not very in your face. Um, I'm quite relaxed. I'm um, always on like a ten, so I'm very hyperactive on the go. But or I'm either the complete opposite, and I'm like shut down mode. Um, but people who know me like I don't go out my way to celebrate like paid events and stuff like that. I don't do any of that. I probably should, but be, I do it because um, I don't look at myself as like an LGBTQ wrestler. I look at myself as a wrestler who so happens to like men. So I don't want any like um, labels. I don't want any labels. I don't want to be put under one belt or segregate myself from anyone. I'm just as talented. I'm just as good. I'm just as manly as any other guy in the company. Um, So don't put me under one belt because it doesn't take away from it in the habit
0: the I mean, I suppose I mean, we, won't, we won't labour on it because, like I said, that's just not—that's not, that's not just 100. percent That's not your character. It's 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 you, crank up to 11. But yeah, I, I suppose you could easily, uh, because it is is such a I suppose a rarity for for a male to be gay in Scotland wrestling anyway. Because there's there's quite a lot of. Uh, Wrestlers in Scotland that are, of course, uh, lesbian or, or bisexual, and I am I am waiting until world that I don't know much about. So you might have to throw me a lifeline at some point. But uh, yeah, so it could, it, you could easily kind of ride on that and just go, um, "Oh, I I am the 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 wrestler who represents pride." But no, you're you're going by no. I'm a wrestler who happens to to do this as well. So I like that. I like that attitude because yeah. it's 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 really. You could pigeonhole yourself and you've decided, no, no, this I'm I'm out of pigeonhole and yeah, I'm mixing up. Let's just move on because I'm I'm yeah. getting lost myself here. It's very much <laughs> like
1: you're on the right track, but it's very much like I don't want to use it as a reason to cut corners. Mm-hmm. So I like I don't want to be like, oh I'm gay, so you should pick me. And if not, then I'm gonna be speaking out here or something like that. And and it's not like that. I want to be like, um, wrestling because one, I deserve it. Two, I work my arse off. And three, this is my love for life. Like this is, wrestling is my passion and it's what I want to do. So take me up for my talent, not my sexuality. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, so you, you don't be trained like the token of we've got someone who, who represents that, that community on our show, you want to be yeah. like, no, I'm a wrestler. I'm going to be a good wrestler. Yeah. Speak of wrestling. I think that's, that's probably a good way just to, to, to move back to the wrestling. Um. So I was picking up some some highlights of, of things. I like to write my notes down and just go, oh, we'll speak about this, we'll speak about this and how you felt during that. Uh, one match, which I think is one of your particular favourites, was in 2018 uh, against BT Gunn. So at this point, you would have wrestled a lot of guys from the school uh, that you were at, maybe a little bit out of, I don't know how what timeline it was between that and the Drew Galloway Invitational, which we'll get to, what was mm-hmm. like getting in the ring with BT Gunn, because this is like a whole new ballgame kind of thing.
1: It's weird because BT Gunn and me would exchange words as in, like, hi and bye. After that match, it's almost as if, like, we connected on a different level and the conversation became more and more and more and more. And, like, nowadays, which we probably end up getting to anyway, but nowadays, I would message him, like, as if he's like someone else, have just little little next door, a friend walking in the street or something like that. So it's weird because he, when I started off, he was already a way up here, but so he was very high up in a ladder. Um, So being told, cause I wasn't supposed to be in that match firstly. So here's the story. I was not supposed to be in that match. Another wrestler had pulled out the show and they were like, well, you do it. And I was like, well, I have my stuff for me, yeah. And we're like okay you're on and I remember being backstage and it was my first time properly getting ready with like because um there was a lot of guys on it who were already up the ladder established guys so I was kind of like new new blood um so when I was on first I believe yep first on the show and um where BT Gun is a bad guy or a good guy. So where, whether he's a heel or a face, he is going to get some cheers no matter where he goes because he's one of the best in the UK. So when he went out and I heard him going "BT Gun, BT Gun," I turned round to grado I believe, and I went, "I can't do this." And he went, "Shut up, get down these stairs and go out and do what you need you do," and. Then, once I got out there again, I left everything backstage and I went out there and done what I had to do and I'd say it paid off because it's definitely one of my favourite matches till this day. I, I just like the whole, the whole
0: concept of that. It's just like going, gonna get BT Gun, turn around and it's Grado. At this point, what well, 2018 was the biggest wrestler in, in scotland and he's just going I oh, know, just get your arse there it'll be fine <laughs> it uh, must be one of those moments where you're sitting and getting dressed and you see all these all these like i don't know actual wrestlers i suppose and you sitting going yeah. god i'm a, I'm a wrestler don't wrestler today here that's
1: yeah that's it, was, it was strange it was so weird like it was butterfly central put it that way and especially because I remember I was having some malfunctions with my gear and the promoter had came back and was like, you're not wearing that, are you? And I was like, yes, but then we came to an agreement that just wear it anyway, because it fits with your character. And um, yeah. it wasn't about what I wear, it's what I do in the ring. Uh, so, was that the match that kind
0: of got you the true Galloway invitation? Like I said, I didn't write down dates, so I wrote down years, which was a really stupid idea when I, when I think about it. I think
1: the Galloway tournament was
0: first, actually. Ah, damn it. Anyway, okay, so we'll go back to the Galloway tournament. How, how did you end up getting, getting involved with that? And uh, was it was a red lightning that, that gave you
1: the call? Um, how was I involved in that, actually? I think it was Red, I want to say it was Red, that put it all together um, Oh, that's a good question of that maybe I need to re- refresh my memory back on that um, it, So was I'm going to say it was Red
0: Or was just your coach put forward a bunch of names for them to pick from and went we'll take them, 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 them there you go Kind of thing. I think it was
1: three people who got to represent the school um, and it was myself Asat I want to say and the third one I think was supposed to be Logan Smith however he was crippled at the time so um, <laughs> um Ace Anderson took his place I believe and that was the three from PBW W that represented the Galloway tournament that year. Um, so you were in the
0: first round with Grant McIver, of course, from Source Wrestling. Uh, again, we, we have we have chatted about this in a previous written interview somewhere, but uh, was was that like, this would have been one of the first times you would have been out with your school in general. So new wrestlers, new environment, new venue. Um, it was, was like... Like, uh, go, it's like going from primary school to, to high school where you go in and go, Oh, this is a whole different ball game. I've used that phrase too many times already, uh, but a whole different environment for you.
1: Yeah, it was very um, nerve wracking because it was essentially wrestling, and it's like um, the movie The Warriors, you were basically stepping into someone else's purse. So, I just wanted to stay in Coney Island, and they didn't want me. <laughs> he didn't want me to, so it was like when um I went in um I initially went with Assad I think, and these people look taller than they do in pictures, um they look different they have longer hair like Grant had a fair weave going on um so like I couldn't tell you who was who when I walked in the door I just kind of had to go with it and be like. Right, okay, um, hi, I'm Shane and then they would tell me the name and I'd just be like, I don't know who you are still because I don't know your ring name compared to you, so I'm going to forget this. Um, and then, I think it was, I think I saw Grant from the distance fixing the ring and I saw the hair and that's the only way I could tell that that was Grant, literally. Uh, I mean, it's it's a bit of a weird world because, I mean, 20... uh, The
0: Social media, even wrestling, didn't really kind of... I don't think it really kind of merged together very well until about the year after, 2019. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, of course, 2020, it all exploded again. But, like, 2019 was kind of the sweet spot where everyone kind of knew everyone uh, because you could follow them on Twitter. Um, But, yeah, 2018, going in, going... I don't know. uh, The one with the blonde hair, assuming you must be Grant. Probably, I, I just love that you go in and, and go like they, they give you your their real name and you're going. No, you're not on my list of names here. I have no idea who you are. You're <laughs> gonna have to. You have to give me your. You're gonna have to give me your fake name. That's, that's pretty much how I'm gonna get through this. Um, it's weird because it, I've got like wrestlers' admin on Facebook, but it's a real Facebook, so I'm looking at it going. I have no idea who you are. I'm going to have to go <laughs> through your profile here. Oh, okay, you're so-and-so. I've seen you. That's cool. Right, okay. I can yeah. add you now. Um, but no, it must be a weird moment. So the, the Galway invitation happens. we have established that my timeline is absolutely wrong. And then you had your match for BT gun. In 2018, I've got noted here that uh, you had your... You had a, a big knee injury uh, that just happened. It was just a... No, the... The... the, the Made it longer was a freak accident.
1: But how did you know how your knee injury happened? Yes, yeah, so um, I was training and um, basically there was an instant in training where we we're having like a match and someone had some memory issues um, and I tried to skip to the next part um, essentially and I jumped up for Naomi's rear view. Um, and the person came in at me at like a weird angle, so he must have got a fright and kind of jumped. So my right leg landed on them and my left leg overextended and just popped right out and back in. Um, I tried to get up to continue the match and I was like, oh no, I'm going back down, I can feel myself going back down. And then I knew it was serious once I was picked up physically from the mats. And dragged away over to the corner I was like something is definitely up I mean I was beating myself up because I just wanted to finish the match so I wasn't interested in my knee at this point and then um Rosie Knight the big nurse that she is um was like no you're not moving like you're going to hospital and I was like no 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 I'll be fine I'll be fine and it turns out that I had basically dislocated money and it came out and went back in. Um, they just said, stay off it for six weeks. Should be brand new. Okay, no problem, I'll do that. Stayed off it for six weeks, came back, tripped over the mats and uh, again, I was down. So I was like, okay, oh, so oh, like, this is not on. Um, so I gave it three months. I gave it, um, I had came back and wrestled at an Echo. I believe, and um, everything was fine, and then I don't want to go too far on ahead, because I feel like you're going to get to this far. No, no, that's fine, carry on. <laughs> um, so then I started tagging with Taylor Wright, Um. and we were, I think, like our third match in or something, so it was just after we wrestled K-O-E, Um. and then I was in training with Taylor, and two other boys, I think one of them was um, Ken Killa actually. And me and Taylor had hit the ropes at the same time, and I felt like a crack. And I was just like, oh, that's not good. I finish the, match, finish the match, done what I need to do, um, went home, and then I was feeling like, there was something up with, the, like, there was just something more than rest it for a few days and no, it'll get better. Like, there was definitely something up. And I had went and he basically said I had tore my meniscus because I had been using it so much so because I put so much weight on it or the way I've twisted it or something like that. I tore my meniscus and the woman literally said to me, do you want to have surgery or do you want to just carry on and like it can just go up in and out whenever it wants. And I said, is surgery going to fix me? And she was just like, oh yeah. And I was like, okay, I want a surgery. And that's what happened.
0: So you went from, from 2018, all these amazing opportunities and matches to then just everything kind of falling apart a little bit. Um,
1: everything taken away from me just
0: later. Uh, so... so there's a lot of stuff happened in that two years though. So it's trying to pinpoint when well pinpoint in my notes where, where this happened kind of thing. Because you seem to always seem to be busy anyway. Uh, whether it was it was doing something on social media, podcasts, or or what have you, um, or Kings Road Warriors. Uh, so it, it's just it must have just it was just in that kind of sweet spot in between. you i like done, that, I've done all the stuff that I'm out there for, and then boom, that's all all gone. Because you never seem to be out of like like, my awareness that you were there kind of thing, you know? <laughs> and I'm, I'm fairly, unfortunately, because of what, I, because of all this, I'm fairly aware of everything that half goes on, half aware of everything goes on, not always aware. Uh, but there, there was never a point where I thought, oh, they've
1: been out for a long time. You always seem to be there. I don't know how that yeah. yeah, I just make sure I stay relevant and on people's minds. Um, I like to be visually seen, so um, I'll just kind of like there's no point of um you're at such a high like I was at the highest point in my career and to have it kind of come away from me just like that it just kind of showed me that how do I explain it it's as if my dream was being taken away from me when I wasn't ready for it to be taken so I was like, no, like, I'm still going to stay relevant in these people's minds. Like, I'm still going to push myself in their throats. I don't care if I'm injured. I'm still going to give you the shame express. Like, so I had just done everything in my power to stay relevant, whether that was doing podcasts, whether that was doing Kindred Warriors, whether that was commenting someone's posts or supporting someone. i done everything I could to be there. Um, and... I've made, like, a uh, second family in this business. So the least I can do is bam out of acting to support them. And that's 100% what I wanted to give.
0: Um, so, yeah, we'll go to King's Road Warriors then, because I was I was fascinated by this whole series. It seemed to be there was an idea. And i mean, I, was, I, was, I was spoken to, like, Aspen and everything like that about it, and it. It seems like they had an idea, just something didn't really, it didn't really click for it. But you were a part of it. It was yourself, uh, Angel Hayes, and, and Ashley Vega, of course, as the as the uh, Warriors, and you were tasked to be the the CDS wrestler. That's what you were being trained to be, uh, which which offered hilarity. Uh, what, what were your memories <laughs> of Kings Road Warriors, and uh, particularly the, the quiz, the, the quiz that that you sat in the April for that nobody knew the answers for anything.
1: You mean the one I won eventually? Then.
0: <laughs> How, how, how was, was that one of the moments where you, like, I know all this information, as soon as I ask you a question, you go, gone, it's out. I've forgotten everything here. It was,
1: um, it was an experience. Um, it was good, obviously, getting to work with, like, so, I uh, mean, Aspen and Lewis. Um, but then me, Angel and Ashley were, like, three peas in a pod at that time. So we had basically got sick of each other, almost, (laughs) seeing each other. Um, So with the quiz, we weren't told anything of relevancy, what it was going to be about and stuff like that. It was just going to be off the top of Aspen's head. Um, And then it was like almost tie for tie with me and Ashley. I think Angel had basically was just um, scrapped at this point. She had like one point. So Angel was right at the zone, but she even admitted it, she was like, I don't know up to date with WWE, like, I've lost this. Um, and then some of the questions were even before Angel was born. So um, she doesn't stand a chance. Um, I'm trying to think, what was the last? So the, the moment I knew I was winning was when it was down to me and Ashley Vega, and the question was, name all seven? Nexus members, yes, this is the one I was going to bring up. I was going to ask you if you can't, <laughs> I can try, I can certainly try. Go for it. He's later,
2: yeah, Asky Harris. No, he was in the new
1: Nexus, right? So tell me, don't tell me. So, okay. he's later, Daniel Bryan, yep, yeah. Justin Gabriel, yep. Yeah.
2: Uh, Yep,
1: Sheffield. Yep. We would it to see him. Yep. Well, he didn't, but yep, that's it. So two more. Oh my god. Um. Mm. Oh, try to remember who they were.
2: I've remembered them now. So cool. Yeah. So. Daniel Young. Yeah.
1: So
0: there's there's still two more left though. Because there was eight. Daniel Bryan got uh, booted out before the seven on seven Survivor Series match. So there's still two more.
1: Oh. Danny Young, um, <coughs> oh god, um, mm. Once married
0: to, or was married to Jennifer Hudson. What? <laughs> okay, I, I I thought that would have helped. Uh, he's a lawyer. He was in a film with Halle Berry. Uh, well, i just tell you, he was a tag team champion with John Cena.
1: It's not Percy... No, he name? was in
0: N- NXT as well, but no, not Percy wasn't. It was David Otunga.
1: Oh, David!
0: <laughs> and the last oh, one, man. of course, which I think everyone forgot on the day, Michael Tarver. Who?
2: Huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Michael Tarver. He never gets remembered as being part of the Nexus. that Michael No, that was the that was still the new Nexus as well, but no, it was it was Michael Tarver. Big big black dude with the he had a had a skull. But you know what? I, I like Michael Tarver. Very well, Justice for Tarver. Justice for Tarver. <laughs> so yeah, the, the next I, I I forgot about the Nexus question until we started speaking about Kings Road Warriors. I was like, nah, I'm gonna need to to, to get so you you got what was that? Eight, six. That's still pretty good. Go for that. I'd still
1: be Ashley and Angel for this
0: day. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the hashtag serious wrestler thing. So (laughs) how how was that then? Because of course your in-ring character is this flamboyant character, but outside the ring, it's not. So is it just more of a case of you were being more you, but
1: less you at the same time, (laughs) trying to be the serious wrestler? Um, so at that time, it was very much my character was very family show orientated. Um, So it was very um, comedy. It was very over the top. It was very um, flamboyant. So the whole thing was Lewis was just like a shadow over my rainbow. And he just wanted to come down on me. That came out wrong. He didn't wanted to come down on me. He wanted to just ruin my Um, So we were thought, like, let's bounce each other. Because Lewis is very like, "Mm." and I'm very like, hmm. So let's bounce that off one another and see what we can create. And um, believe it or not, we had no script, no intentions of what we do, and we wound every single thing that we did. Um, and just that's the way we played off each other.
0: Uh, well, I, I still revisit them sometimes just because, yeah, it, it was, it was, some of it was so awkward. It was so amazing. Maybe it I should go so watch
1: amazing. them. I've not watched them in a long time. Oh, I,
0: oh I, I was there as soon as they went up. Ten minutes later, I was watching them because, unfortunately, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, Probably to the point of, of maybe too big of a fan of Aspen Faith, and I'll just watch whatever he puts to.
2: <laughs>
0: Phrasing. Uh, so, yeah, so, right, so that's that's that character. We've, we've spoken about that, but now there's the rebirth. Oh, oh, of course, um, your team, you did mention your team with Taylor Vite, that kind of just started going, and then, of course, the, the injury reoccurred. Um, is, there, is there hopes for beauty in the brains once, uh, once everything kind of gets back to normal?
2: Hmm. Um
1: I love Taylor a lot. Right now, I think both of her characters have just went such different routes. Maybe there'll be an opportunity down the line. I mean, Disco bring out tag team titles, you never know. Um, so well, maybe there will be a chaintay reunion. Um, but at the moment. I remember actually having a conversation with him before um, I had went in for surgery, and had basically said to him like, "Don't wait on me. Like, you do what you need to do as a solo wrestler. You're a solo wrestler now, so you do what you need to do and don't wait on me." And he was like having a joke, and he's like, "I ride your coattails," <laughs> but at the end of the day, I can't be more happy because. <clears throat> This is a person that I thought I was getting a one-off tag team match with and I have generally walked out with like a brother in in arms where I can like go to him with everything. I mean, I didn't get invited to his wedding. However, uh, um, doesn't change a thing. Um, I just have mad love for him and I wish him all the best in the future because he's going to be a star.
0: Uh, so, of course, just before, uh, I mean, during, I think it was during Covid that this this uh, new character, this evolution arrived or was it just during? Uh, because, you know, 2020 is one of those years where I have no idea what happened. I, I, I was sent <laughs> home from work in the march and somehow I'm still in this tiny room, speaking uh, to, to people over Zoom. Uh, so, yeah, so what made you decide to shed the old, name and even the character a little bit
1: and kind of evolve into Chamonix? So the name change has been um, sort of something I wanted to do for a long long time um due to if anybody knows the nature of my previous name do not google search it you'll be in for a shock um so the name change has something that is very much like I wanted something to be more unique and to me, so my when I first was starting, Shay was a name that was played about before any name was brought up. So Shay was something I wanted from the beginning because it's like a shortened version of my name. Um, and then I didn't want it to be so close to my name though. And then um, my um, husband, my wrestling husband, basically DCT. Um, was the one who was like well you're a french fancy so why not spell it differently and here's C-H-E so take it or leave it and I actually fell in love with it so I took that and then Monet was actually so people seem to think there is two drag queens one called Shea and one called Monet and some people seem to think I took two names and put them in the one that's not the case. She was a way back when I was like 17 years old and then Monet was actually taken from an American horror story character um, because I am obsessed with Angela Bissett, if anyone knows who that is. So Angela Bissett played a character called Monet in the Roanoke season and then when I said that last name it kind of fitted the French fancy, so to speak, like Chez Monet rhyming, it's fancy, it sounds like money. And I was just like, damn, I like that. Like, no one else has that. And then Frankie came about and- <laughs> <That's> um,
0: <it>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So- How
0: pissed were you when when, uh, when Lady Val- uh, was, uh, Valkyrie, when he uh, debuted
1: in NXT as, as Frankie Monet? you we were just like, why? <laughs> So, like, I was like, she's definitely, you know, my social media, like, she has saw something that's just, why would she come up with that name? Well, why, like, don't get me wrong, I'm a fan, I'm a, a complete fan of all names. Why would you just pop up with that? Why not Smith? Why not Frankie Smith or Frankie Jones or Frankie but Why would you come up with that exact name?
0: <laughs> I, I mean after we spent all this time, uh, did, well by that point you'd already started the Monet way and everything and it was just like, how
1: did this happen, so yeah. so I'm t- the original money. <laughs> the original, I am the one, but the funny part was, so when I was the name before, which was Jesse Santana, when I had named myself Jesse Santana, Jesse came in the NXT, when I had named myself Shea Monet, Frankie Money came in NXT. Call me some slack.
0: So, so what you're saying is Triple H is is a uh, ghost following you. He's, he's got your... Triple
1: he's, H
0: he's got is my favourited. number one fan. He's got he's got he's got your profile in his favourite bar, and he just goes checks it every so often. He goes, Oh, he's changed his name. I uh, like that. <laughs> who, who have we got that we can put that on? <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're speaking about the Kushima uh rebranding to that, and you also did the money way. That was kind of your your lockdown thing for a bit. Mm-hmm. So you did uh, the first episode with your with your wrestling husband, the man of, of beautiful words, like calling you the French fancy, uh, DCT. <laughs> um, So what was your idea? With that? Was that, again, just to just keep your name out there? Uh, I saw that, that any idiot could do it, like myself, uh, that it's not that <laughs> difficult to do. So you were just like, ah, I can do that. Let's, let's give this a go. What was, um, what was your idea behind
1: that? So the we was very much like... Um... A very social aspect to be honest so everybody was kind of lonely in lockdown and it was such a dark year for wrestling like there was a lot going on and a lot of people had done bad stuff etc so I wanted to shed some light as far as I could so I got some of my best friends and I was like let's do some talk show and you had Wrestle Beach on there and you had Soldado and <laughs> like so we had like, and then we had Kurt as well. And that was actually my first time meeting Kurt and the person. So I didn't know Kurt before that. So it was very like, a, as much as it was a show and we talked about stuff to do with wrestling and we played weed fun games and together, it was very much like a social aspect of shedding some light and giving each other kind of, everyone was kind of in a downward spiral or feeling quite negative or feeling quite lonely. So to have, Kind of six other people on your screen just having a laugh. If I can't do it backstage, then I'm going to do it over screen. So that's exactly what I did, and that's saved it paid off. Kind of. I mean, that's that's
0: that's pretty much why. I mean, I, 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 that's that's why this is a p- happening because it's a social aspect. Um, I mean, I'm not a sociable person, full stop. So it's very. I, if I was at a show, I wouldn't speak to anyone anyway. But it was just like <laughs> this is my this is my hour hour or two a week, depending on how many people I drag into into the uh, the schedule. And we can just have a chat because, I mean, everyone I've spoken to, bar the, obviously the Aberdeen guys, would never have spoken to, have never spoken to. We've never had a conversation. So it's a it's, it's nice way to kind of learn a little bit more about about the wrestler and the wrestler can get their character out there or they can just speak about themselves and they can uh, get them out there because I always find if I, if I say an interview with someone, or listen to an interview with someone that I've never seen wrestle, and but they come across well. Like uh Jordan Grace was one for a while. I never saw wrestle, but her social media and interviews, she always came across as so well spoken, so nice, but focused. We're like, eh, yeah, I'll get behind Jordan Grace. She just seems ace, and I've seen her wrestle. I'm like, oh, okay, you've got that to back up with it, so that's fine. You're you're sorry, but it's just like getting to know these kind of stories. I'm sure some people yeah. will listen to this go, but oh, I. Oh, well, I've seen Wrestling. He's he's this over top character, and then they'll come and listen to. And he seems pretty chill. He's pretty cool. is all that. Well, next time go <laughs> go see him wrestle. And uh, thankfully, no one no one's been no one's been a prick so far on these podcasts. So it's it's uh, hopefully it's creating a good environment. Um, this is this will be this will be you'll be episode ninety nine. That's how that's how far we've gone Ooh. with this, so um,
1: away from 100. I know I've, I have that's plans. the last double
0: digit. I have plans for 100, and you've mentioned uh, one of the persons I'm hoping to have on. We're doing a quiz again, it's going to be awful, I can just feel it, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that, that's why you did so many way you, you did to just keep yourself show, social and because 2020, I suppose, I mean, there's COVID, which didn't help, and then of course speaking out happened which mm-hmm. we won't labor on because it's supposed to be a happy podcast but there must be a point where you saw that and thought well that's it then i'm not gonna wrestle again or was there any was there any wavering or you come across as a focused person almost to the point of stubborn where you're just like no nah, no nah, that's happened i'll be fine i'll find a way i'll, I'll still be wrestling
1: there's a question there somewhere Sorry, you froze at the last bit, so I got to oh. the part you said you come across as focused person, stubborn, and uh,
0: then that's where it ended. Oh, OK. It was a compliment. It didn't start well. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so focused person, stubborn, but you you, you seem like the kind of person that will be like, no, no, this has been a setback, but I'm still going to be wrestling, and I'm still going to keep going. Was there any point where you are like, no, that, that might be it then? Or were you always intending
1: to come back? Um, I did intend to come back, but my question that I kept telling myself, how do I bounce back? So from, again, once I was wrestling like BT Gun and I was on the Galloway Tournament and all that, one after the other, it was almost every weekend I was wrestling, um, even three times a week and stuff like that. And I'd done like the camp run and everything. So... It was kind of like, how do I bounce back from that? Like, where do I start? Who do I message? Who do I run to? Do I still have friends in this company? Do I still um, have, I don't know, do I still have a connection full stop with wrestling period? But then um, things started picking up and I received a wee message from Scott Reed, and it was just like, are you free for ICW, um, and then there was me, and my cape, and my gold outfit on the WWE <laughs> yeah,
0: Of course, that was the next, that was how I was going to get somehow to there. Um, was there any trepidations about that, of course, because ICW, there were some sort of things, some things mentioned about them, Was were, did you have a load of questions, pretty much, as soon as Scott read went? Are you free? You'd be like, right, How's is working up. Who's there? Kind of thing. Or were you we just like, ICW, let's, let's just see what happens. Kind of thing.
1: You know that way, like, messages, when Scott messaged, it was very in detail. So it was like, I knew kind of what I was coming into. Um, but obviously, I have close friends um, who have been on ICW for a long time now um DCT, Angel Hayes, Molly Spartan, So I kind of know the ins and outs anyway. Um but I remember like just receiving the message and obviously I hadn't wrestled in like two and a half years. So I had no idea what I was walking into physically. Um so I kept saying to um DCT like I'm not ready. I'm not ready and he's like you are and I was like I'm not like I'm telling you I'm not and, um, then I got told it was Ian Skinner was wrestling, and I kinda eased up a bit because obviously people know me and Skinner have a past um we've known each other for a long time, we've worked with each other a long time like multiple times, but we've never really gotten the opportunity on a show to work with each other um so I remember turning up on the day as an average wreck, and um. I was basically like the last one on so that was additional pressure because people these people had been the people I was around had been doing it for more than once more than twice whereas I was basically again the new blood and the ICW locker room so once I had got there and I had felt the lights and I got to sort of experience my entrance and stuff like that and th- don't get me wrong, like the support that I was getting backstage was amazing. Um, but they allowed me to do what I felt comfortable doing in my entrance. And then they added like that improve over. and honestly, um, no one has saw my ICW entrance. It is potentially one of my favourite thing ever in wrestling to do. For the simple fact, I feel so confident doing it. And it is very much, it separates from basically what you were saying about Kingford Warriors, hashtag series wrestler. As much as he's still very much like full of the theatrics and I'm still very glam and flamboyant, I would say there's a style to my wrestling now that kind of shows that I belong in with these ICW guys just as much as everybody else.
0: And when the when the match went out, how how often did you send a link over
1: uh, to anyone from for like look, I'm on the I'm on the WWE network. Okay? <laughs> I just kind of keep sponsoring it by taking, like, I didn't send anyone it directly, I don't think. I just kind of kept putting up clips or taking screen recordings and stuff, and maybe I'll send it to like some of my friends and be like, oh, look, look at this. But I was kind of lost for, it sounds really cliche, but after that, I was kind of lost for words because there was me a month ago thinking I would never be wrestling potentially again, to then being put on one of the biggest. Um, companies, if not the biggest in the UK, and getting such positive reviews, and then finding out that I am technically the first ever gay wrestler to portray an on-screen gay character and persona on the WWE network. So, oh, his- historic. historic, historic, and uh, I suppose I mean I've.
0: I haven't typed it, but I was assuming once you start typing your name, it'll be like yourself, then China and stuff like that. So it's still kind of mind blowing to think that people can search your name and it comes up with all these legends that that you watched and admired. And it's it's just yeah, it's it's just it's just fascinating. And it's just uh, it's a weird time in in the world <laughs> when, when you can yeah. you can turn on the tv and you can see watch raw and there's nikki cross and there's white per- oh, sorry do drop um drew mcintyre and then go oh, i'll go check out the network and there's shame and there's dct and there's all these people folk that you've, you've seen wrestle locally and it's just um it just shows the world has kind of went from this humongous gulf to no, everything could just through your screen now, and there's there's yeah. there's no limits to where you could be. You could be, like I said, well, like we joked right about to start one week of wrestling, you could have been at WrestleMania. That's not that's not out of the question now. Kind of
1: thing, yeah. You, you could, you could be there. So it's amazing. It's just so it's it's still surreal almost. It's I I still don't believe it when I see it sometimes and. Um, so far my ICW journey has been quite a weird one but it's just like um, I don't know I feel like I'm at such I feel like I'm finally at the point where I know who I am as a wrestler now and I'm ready to kind of showcase that all kind of across and stuff like that and as much as I said earlier like I'm a wrestler so happens to like men I'm no no DBT like that. but when I was told about um that kind of historic moment so to speak it was um I don't know if you've heard of them um Priscilla Queen of the Ring I don't know if you might know them. I've, I've heard I've heard of, of yeah. Them, yeah so it was them that reached out to me and was like hey, babe you made history and I was like what and then when they had broke it down for me I was like, hold on, I'm a way to tweet this as if I recognized it. Like, <laughs> so um yeah, that's a big deal. It's a bigger deal than I thought it was at the time. I was it was like half loving at night. I was tired. I was like, what are you talking about? Um and then once I thought I, it was broken down, I was like, right now I need to push for more ICW just so I can be <laughs> on a more, I'm a one hit winder. I need to keep going. Get me on that thumbnail. I want to be luckily get me on
0: that thumbnail right now. Um so you mentioned the, the camps. Um so we've got a couple, of, are a couple of ridiculous questions that I'll ask in a minute, but the camps. Uh what was what's a couple of favorite moments that you had working them? Because they're they're a bit of a different animal than just your regular run-of-the-mill show with wrestling fans. Um, I'm assuming
1: by that pause there's none you can tell they're clean. So um, <laughs> number one, number one moment. Um Ruby Davy, of course. <laughs> Ruby Davy my number one moment. Um, I'm trying to think. I guess it was kind of like it was good to bond with people. Um, I definitely have stories that. So I hated the camps when I was there, I'm not going to lie. Like, I only done like the week away from home, and the rest of them, I was like, just overnight or something like that. So it wasn't as bad. That week away felt like a year because so much was crammed into one week and there was just so many different stories and so much different dramas, if you will, that it's kind of like, I wanted to go home on day two. Like I was ready to go home. But now that I look back, I'm glad I've stuck it out because I have stories now. That I can look back on and laugh about because I'm like, do you know what? When I was there, that was actually quite fun. So now that I've experienced that and I lived through it, I'm like, I would do that again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Live through it. <laughs> That's fine. We <We're> might <laughs> get those stories on on a a, a, a money way sometime soon. <laughs> yes. Uh right. So we, we asked two stupid <laughs> questions and then we'll kinda kinda wrap up. Oh, actually,
1: before I do that, Bell Drum. What's like wrestling at Bell Drum? Oh, Belladrum was so good. Um, one of my favourite moments actually was Belladrum just because it's weird. It's like a circus tent. But again, Belladrum was very much, I was in backstage with the higher league guys. Um, and then people were just walking over naked and stuff like that. There was no specific change room. It was like a caravan, so you didn't have a choice. You wanted to shower well, you are walking about the whole carnival naked, like basically. Um, but I remember being really nervous about Belgium, um because I didn't know how my character would be taken and I was wrestling Danny Hope on night one and I remember receiving um, support from Lionheart that time, so um, God bless, but he like was just like, you've got this mate, like, you are worrying about nothing and your nerves is what's going to get you through this um and so kind of that's where I, I noticed that I could put like it doesn't matter if I'm gay or whatever I fit in with these guys and it doesn't matter how much I have in common with them or how much I don't know we don't have in common but like we all share the same love for the same business so that moment was when I knew that this was kind of like the I had to be
0: Yeah, so that was the moment you realised that you're not you're not a gay wrestler. You're just a wrestler, and that was that's how everyone else saw Mm you as. Um, One of the matches, your second match was against Johnny Lyons, which to my mind is just an absolute like mind melt because I can't imagine those two kind of characters gelling very well. But at the same time, it could, and it's just like I can't, I just couldn't imagine uh, the the Former, the now known as Shay against uh, a tenacious Johnny Lyons, who's fairly intense at the best of times. Just, yeah, it's a match that it I was wish I weird. Still... It
1: was weird. I remember I fell through the ring in that match. There was basically something had moved under the ring, and when I stepped up, like my leg basically went through it, and I was like, <gasps> and I remember like saying to the ref, I was like, I am avoiding that side at all costs. Um, and then I kind of tried to direct Johnny to go over to that side to see if he would fall through but it didn't really work out his planned. um but i remember there was like he had like he must have had like some sort of fan club or something that had came down through somewhere to support him there was two people in the corner and if he had spoke about my wedding one more time i was just going to shoot get up and slap the shit out of them <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes you've used your one swear word right at the end boom <laughs> <laughs>
1: they kept going fix his wedgie donny fix his wedgie and i was just like you're clearly looking to see that so i feel i should open them all <laughs> uh i,
0: I, I don't know I could top that as a, as a particular story to end it so we ask our two questions one the first one is what's your favorite dinosaur Pterodactyl. excellent choice and what would win a fight two sheep or one cow
2: One cow. A gut feeling. Just go for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Cows are bigger. Fair. I'm a type of I'm a
0: type of cow. Um <laughs> I mean, I've I've never specified what I, I say two sheep versus one cow, and that's the that's the question. Nobody's actually went, I'm a cow, I
1: could take on two sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I am a cow and I can take on two sheep. So yes, i wear the sheep far. that's what I'll do. I don't actually wear fur. Just in case, Good animal lovers and stuff out there may come for me. So yeah,
0: I think fine famous sheep. It's it's wool. Everything's made of wool, kind of. So I mean, I'm sure you are right with with the uh, sheep fur. So um, anyway, yeah. So I've I've kept you long enough. I've got to the point where we were worried worried about your lighting, right at the start, and now that everything's kind of went behind you, and you're you're just you're glowing now in, in this in the screen. But, um, that dark cloud of being a serious wrestler coming over me. <laughs> I was about to say something that's probably not going to go well, so well, I'll, just, I'll just stop myself.
1: But, uh, yeah, so where can people find you on social media? So you can find me on all social media platforms. So my Facebook is Chez Monet. My Instagram page is underscore Chez Monet underscore, and that's all in the one, all lower case. And my Twitter handle is Monet UK. You can find me all across those platforms, the starlet, Harlot, and follow me. Perfect, thank you very much for joining me.